This next episode of the Yalabad Podcast is brought to you by Folklory, our audio service where we interview your loved ones to capture stories and memories as personal podcasts. So, Teacher's Day is just around the corner, Harish, and it's a very, very, very special Teacher's Day. Why? Yeah, because, I mean, it was supposed to be on 1st September, but because of a certain little election, it's been moved to 11th September. So I stand corrected. It's actually at a slightly further corner. But no matter, it's still a very special occasion. And we're offering something special for this Teacher's Day. So for this uh, coming Teacher's Day, we are offering 25% off for anyone who wants to celebrate a teacher in their life with the help of folklore. It could be a school teacher, a personal mentor, a business mentor, a dance teacher, a tabla teacher. Anyone that you feel you have learned anything from them before and you want to celebrate it with a very personalized gift, we are offering 25% off. All you have to do is just use the promo code HEART25, that's H-E-A-R-T-25 at Folklory.com. And if you order by 30th August, you can get your Folklory delivered by 11th September guaranteed. Okay, so all the details are in the show notes. We would love to help you create something special this Teacher's Day. Check out the details and we would love to help you create something special. And now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, the eligible presidents, mm. all with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, man. Old humor, yeah. Good old humor. Why the emphasis <laughs> on old, Terence? Nothing, man. It's just a regular. That's how I say it, lah. Nothing, no, no. Don't read too much into the innuendo. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yo, man, we are we are in like um, exciting waters now. Now, yeah, it kind of caught me off guard. Uh. Like mm. I, I think you know, like everyone been talking about it, but to actually see, like yesterday at the you know nomination center and everything, which mm. we will talk about in a bit, uh, right? Yeah, to see everything happen and like uh, you know supporters being there, uh, people cheering on uh, the all the different candidates and all. Mm. Then it hit me that, yeah, oh, we are in an election, you know? Mm. And then this morning, going about the roads, um, I see Tarman posters everywhere already. Mm. Eh? Mm. Have you seen the posters? Not yet, not yet. I saw photos of the posters, but mm. I haven't seen the posters yet. Yeah, so we are officially in the midst of the, what's that word? Hustings. Uh? Hustings. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw someone post it. I was like, what the fuck is Hustings? Oh, yeah. I thought uh, they were like they were done with the presidential election and about to get back to hustling. Hustling, <laughs> but there was a typo. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, you want know to hustle? Also, can you get your spelling correct, or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what oh, is the definition hustings. of hustings? Uh? Hustings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those words that you only use because we don't have that many elections, like, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so just understanding. And in politics, it's a meeting at which candidates in an election address potential voters. Oh, mm. I see, I see. Oh, so, oh, it's also the campaigning associated with an election. Lah, the oh, so 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 that was why yesterday the hustings started. Because we are yeah, recording yeah, yeah, on 23rd right. August, Wednesday, a day after the of, the campaign period officially started. Lah. Yes, yes. Because right. the the candidates were confirmed as candidates. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then the campaigning started. Lah. Yeah, but before we jump yeah, into yeah, that, before we jump into that, what do we always tell people to do? That uh, if you have listened to our podcast, if you're new to our podcast, to our YouTube channel, uh, I mean, thankfully, the past few weeks have been great for the podcast. Please just hit that subscribe button or follow button because uh, it, it, it helps us build the channel and it also makes sure, make sure that you see our content. Mm. 
Yeah. And if you want to work with us, mm. uh, just reach out to us, contact at ministryoffunny.com. Yeah. That's how you can reach us and find ways that you can support this podcast as yeah. well. Yeah, brands, talent, hosts, ideas, whatever. Just hit us up over there. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. So. Oh, that's the most synchronized cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah we did not Wasn't coordinate planned. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, to go back to what you were saying, uh, what uh, uh, we were saying just now is that August 20, 22nd, Tuesday was... Um, yeah, the day that three candidates were confirmed as candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been lucky enough to get two of them on our podcast, still yes. trying for the third. Yes. Uh, and yeah, the hustings began. Mm. Mm. The the hustings began. So yes, just now you mentioned that it would finally hit you yesterday. Did yeah. you go down to the nomination day area no. at People's Association? That's where I was like, oh shit, I wish I had been there. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> just to f- get a feel of what uh, people on the ground are, f- are saying and all that. Yeah, because you see the photos, there was a shit ton of people. Mm. Uh, not sure like how many were for which candidate. Um, it's pretty clear if you listen to the audio though, mm, the speeches and all. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah true lah. Mm. So I guess from the pictures, and I mean, uh, Taman supporters were all wearing like what color is that? Purple. Purple. It looks like yeah, purple. Like burgundy, burgundy, like burgundy, burgundy, yeah. Yeah, burgundy, yeah. Yeah, burgundy. Mm. Um, so so it seems very interesting, but I mean, it, these next few days are going to be full of news lah. Yeah. Uh, I think yesterday they also unli- unveiled their campaign symbols. Yes, that's right. Right. Uh, we can talk about that. But where is your head at right now? Um. Yeah. So I. I, mean, I guess. Yeah. In some sense, I wasn't really immediately prepared for wow, the excitement to begin, and uh, there's just a deluge of videos on from all the candidates about uh, what they're going to do or what they'll be doing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's just a lot to take in. Mm. Uh, and I suddenly, it, it's quite shocking that there's already the first day already, and there's like so much. Uh, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say entertainment, lah. Right, but mm. I already got like a lot of scandalous stuff coming up, lah. Right. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say yesterday was the turning point. Turning point. I think the moment like we got on Kok Song on our podcast, it's like, oh, this is like we can feel it. You know, there's there's a lot mm. of feelings like uh when the election is happening, you keep thinking, oh, I have one vote. Am I gonna make a difference? Yeah. It's so like far fetched and like it feels like you're just a, a a cog in a machine. But when we got on Kok Song on our podcast, it felt like oh. We are we are kind of like uh, closer to to uh, it happening la. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's when since then it's just been slowly building up yeah. yeah yeah so so it's been it's been it's been a whirlwind since then la. So are you already decided on who you're voting for and everything? Because at the end of the day, you did have a chance to chat to two mm. presidential candidates and all. So mm. where's your where are you at? You don't have to say who you're voting yeah, for, but where yeah. are you at now? I think I have an idea of who I'm going to vote for. Mm. Uh, but still holding with bated breath. Yeah. Or holding my bated breath. Mm. Or waiting with bated breath. Waiting. Waiting with bated breath. Yeah. Uh, uh, to see what happens in the next few, all the way till the, the first. La. Yeah. You? I, you? I think I have kind of have an idea, but the way things are shaping out, it's like, it seems to be an election about uh, based on morality already la, at this mm. point. So I'm kind of waiting to see if anything else comes up in the next one, two weeks. La. Morality, why? Eh? Uh, I mean, it's part of the... Okay, I mean, are we going into it right sure. now? Or do you have like a, a lot of tabs that you want to go through? The I do have a lot of tabs, but I don't have any chronology or sequence of things. Uh. Okay. Because okay. I think there probably a lot of people are in the same boat as us. Yes. Like, you're trying to stay abreast of the 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 happenings and elections. And sometimes it feels like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And it's just... 
Like it's tough to just sit down and wrap your heads around it. Like. Yeah. But okay, but but maybe before I go to all that, right? Mm. Can you talk a little bit about the last uh, week for us, all right? Mm. Talking to Ng Kok Song and talking to Tang Kin Lian on mm. this podcast mm. for you know, each for them for about 70, 80 minutes at a mm. go. You really get an insight into how these people think, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what has this past week felt like for you? What does it mean meant to you? Uh I mean it's been super meaningful because uh, of course, personally, just getting to interface with them and ask questions that I want to ask, which I feel are not being asked, yeah. uh, was great. Yeah. But also, I mean, they're, they're getting a lot of listens and mm. a lot of views on YouTube and mm. people are commenting. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, la, like at least at least people are finding some value in listening to these conversations, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we are bringing something different from all the media outlets out there or, or other podcasts. Mm. Uh, and it feels like, okay, there, there's, there's some value that we created. La. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, agree. So, so uh, that's been quite fun. Yeah, I, I, I felt like we've fulfilled our civic duty, right? Mm. Um, you know, rallies not encouraged, as mentioned before. Rallies mm. are not encouraged for this presidential election. So how else are these candidates going out there to reach people? Yeah. And uh, we're not, um, you know, the, we're not the biggest podcast or the biggest YouTube channel around and all. Mm. But I think the impact of, a po- of our podcast has been outsized, uh, just mm. based on the number of people who have watched it on YouTube or listened and commented and all. Mm. So I feel, yeah, we, you know, sort of like bringing balance back to the force a little bit. balance. The authorities say, oh, don't encourage you to have rallies. Okay, fine. Then we'll use social media and we'll do our best to, uh, you know, uh, allow the candidates to have space to talk. But at the same time, we don't just let them you know, talk about what their favourite Nasi Lemak store is or what, you yeah, know. Yeah. In what, fact, we never spend any time on like, what got you into politics? In fact, yeah, <laughs> never, I mean, obviously, the the big elephant in the room a lot for a lot of people is his uh, relationship like, with uh, his fiancée. We didn't yeah. touch it at all yeah, because we didn't. I felt like it wasn't even part of what what we wanted to ask and all, you know? Mm. So I'm very glad that we had the chance to do that and, and to put them here and to sort of uh, at least ask one or two follow-up questions to each of the the different things they've been saying, right? Mm. So yeah, I felt like that's our civic duty for this election that we've done. Uh, obviously, we've only done two out of three. Yeah. Uh, I think we were trying to reach out to George we're still Go. Try, it's, I mean, still, to George Go at, yeah, some, point, at some point, but even to Tarman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. still reaching out. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, if you're listening to this and you are in some way like have a... Have a in, in, like the main reason why I would love to have Tarman on his podcast is because he, amongst the candidates, have done the most closed-door sessions. Mm. Is that seemed, wait, 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 before I get Pofmat? How do you uh, how do you know that for sure? Okay, okay, no, it seems it, it seems, seems oh, yeah. Okay, okay, because appearance. I've seen I've seen a lot of like uh, say influencers or celebrities mm-hmm. uh, post pictures about going to these events with uh, Tarman and having these closed door dialogues, and I appreciate the ones who come out and maybe share their thoughts on mm-hmm. what was discovered. Yeah. But if you come out of that and you just take post a picture with Tarman with like a little caption saying, oh, you know, like oh, time for me to become president or some shit like mm-hmm. that, then I'm like, hey. Why? Why? And, and I feel that is almost doing a disservice to his campaign. Mm. Because his campaign message is respect for all. But then it's like, eh, hey, then all this, this small... Of course, of course, maybe he's not the one who's done the most closed-door sessions. Mm. Mm. But I really hope uh, that, that, that... I mean, I still feel like I'm on the outside. So, you're, basically, you're just jealous you're not in the influencer circle that gets invited to events. <laughs> I mean, we got invited to some <laughs> events, but not like the close, or, close, close, like the intimate one. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's jealous. I really feel if you're getting an opportunity there, yeah. in some way, you come and like 
maybe share what was discussed because uh, then it feels again like what what the issue is right the the transparency of these conversations and all but you can't say he hasn't uh, he's been on like other podcasts or so one, one other one or two other I can't yeah. remember I mean I, I think uh, the political prude you yeah know, political like, prude Joel. Yeah, yeah. so was, kudos to Jewel, kudos Jewel to for Joel, getting yeah. that um, but yeah I mean uh, I, I think the interesting things about our talks with Ngok Song and Tan Kin Lian is that uh, yeah we, we it was really I think we tried to press you know, uh, into like some hard-hitting issues mm. that, mm. that uh, really are about issues that we want to understand about what the president's role but, are and all that, right? But would that, how much did that influence your thought on where you're at now? Uh, because not, like, mm. I mean, not everyone has a chance to have this podcast. Correct. Like correct. we created, hopefully we share it unedited so that you can almost be there with us. Yeah. But what role has that played in your own perceptions, Terence? Um, well, I, I, I think on the surface, uh, I'm very glad that Tan Kin Lian and Ng Kok Song both have, uh, they were very quick to agree to come yeah. onto the podcast, which I think is, you know, it's good, lah, right? Mm. Like you, you're saying about uh, being more inclusive or at least like wanting to get your word out there. Obviously, being on a podcast also, they see it as a platform to reach people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I always say, coming on a podcast is, is no guarantee. We don't give pre, pre-approved questions on it and things like that. So there's no guarantee for them that they will come out looking good, lah, right? Mm. So it's always a risk, right? Uh, but that's what I think, you know, being, if you want to be a president of people, it's about that, right? That mm. uh, you hear different opinions and you explain your view and you try to, you know, whether it's follow-up questions or what, to really try to hammer down like what exactly your view is about things. Uh. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that I had that opportunity to do that with them. Uh, and your question was whether it affected how I, I, I'm going to vote and all that. Mm. 100% uh, for sure, you know. I, I can't admit that there definitely will be some um, being, you know, in the same room as a person and, and understanding what goes on behind their, their brain kind of, kind of gives you an insight into what the decision process will be like when it comes to bigger decisions, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's definitely, yeah, in the back of my mind. Obviously, I can't say who I'm voting for now because yeah. my vote is secret at all. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely uh, affected somewhat. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, so you, you. I mean, I mean, same for me, lah. Same mm. for me. Uh, just yeah, that face-to-face interaction. Uh, mm. there's things that you can't measure, lah. You know, the the body language, the vibe, and all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But then now I'm also thinking like since our we recorded with Tan Kin Lian on Sunday, mm. and since then already there's been a bunch of things that have hit the news, lah. Correct. Yeah. You mentioned there was that controversy around his comments about pretty girls. Yeah. Um. And then uh, even other things. So, so like the things that seem to have stood out from the past few days is there's that, there's the um, unveiling uh, at the People's Association HQ. There's been mm. some videos showing that when Ng Kok Song was giving his speech, there was booing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There were the unveiling of their mask. The, what would you call mascots? Not mascots, right? Slogans. I mean, no, the, the what do you call it? Yeah? Icons. Icons uh. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Icon. I suppose so, yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, like what? What? What has stood out for you? Uh, their symbols. Their symbols. Symbols. Yes. Yeah. What has stood out for you as something that you want? You feel you need to talk about. I mean the the pretty girl, the pretty girl debate. Uh, at least uh. the controversy has sort of spilled into the regulatory, uh, social social activism arena, right? Regulatory mm. because people asking the the PEC, the Presidential uh, Election Council, mm. how come. Uh, his social media presence and posts weren't considered as part of the good character that a president is required to have, like, or eligible candidate is required to have. Like. Mm. So people are questioning that. 
uh, on the social activism front, I think AWARE, AWARE, the women's rights organization, has come out and said that, you know, I sort of in, you know implied that is this the kind of, um, what kind of signal are we sending when we say that this person is eligible? Mm. You know, someone who objectifies women by just calling them pretty girls, you know, constantly, not once, not twice, yeah. many times. Yeah, many, know, many, many, many times. <laughs> and in fact, now is now even doubling down on it, you know, saying that, hey, maybe those who are angry about it is because you're not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said that. He literally said that, yeah. He actually said that. Yeah. Like, so, dude, come on, man. That And, and then that has, I mean, Tan Kilian, in, in uh, in quite a uh, Trumpian fashion, uh, right? Has uh, sort of said that this is a a coordinated attack, uh, right, mm. on his character, blame, blaming malicious characters behind it, and a coordinated mainstream media campaign to discredit him because mm. of the timing of the the post. Uh. So I mean, it, it's not just about him being a creepy, creepy, having some creepy social media post. But is is brought up wider questions, oh, like what thing. is a creep? Like, is it wrong? Yeah, yeah. Is it, <laughs> is it like wrong? even his daughter came out and said mm. that um, uh, it has nothing wrong, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, you mentioned Trump, right? Like that that is something that that almost uh, wouldn't say worries me, but it's also been a, a eye opening thing, like because mm. since we uploaded on YouTube and Reddit, um, the comments. It, let's let's say for for Unkok Song, which was. Uh, a bit more, how you say, a diplomatic kind of uh, mm. answers he gave. Mm. The comments were not as polarizing. Mm. The one we did with Tan Kin Lian, which like a lot of things he does, is more polarizing. Yes, but really. he's there's a lot of support mm. uh, just based on comments, like anecdotally, yeah. right? For even some things that on our podcast where he said, which I personally disagree with, and I thought generally people would disagree with. Yeah. Um, and then like you know the photos yesterday, um, Taman had a lot of supporters. Mm. Tan Kin Lian also had a lot of supporters. Yeah. So then. It, and you know the way he's conducted himself being accused with like pretty girl comments and all that mm. it feels like the playbook of Trump no? mm, mm, and that mm. is what I find like fucking uh, scary la, uh, mm. because he's reaching the level where he can do no wrong Yeah, yeah. and then it becomes like oh are people going to vote for him just because they are that pissed off mm, mm. Uh, which is the whole of Trump's campaign la, you know yeah. in the run up I remember whatever he said he could do no wrong and it was drain the swamp drain the swamp and people protest like protest voted for him of course a lot of people resonated with him mm. but it feels like oh, like whoever's writing off someone like Tan Kin Lian yeah. I don't think he's easily written off yeah and and uh, the other aspect of when I say Trumpian is yeah. how he discred- is discrediting mm. the mainstream media mm. like you, his, uh, his interview right after the nomination speech and everything he really went all in on the mainstream media he literally was talking to a reporter there saying you should go and talk to your editor you all are very unfair to me Things mm. like that. And and really singling out the mainstream media for the negative coverage uh, of this pretty girl thing. Uh, yeah. You know, which is um yeah, in twenty sixteen, remember there was all those things about Trump saying, you know, he'll grab women by the by the mm. by the pussy, right? Mm. You know, the, the very vulgar term that he used. And then he he just says locker room talk, uh, right? Yeah. And that's kinda got swept underneath the carpet and then he still got, you know, became president and everything, uh, right? And then it was crooked Hillary, you know, mm-hmm. the whole time. Nicknames, yeah. Uh, and then like shitting on the left. Yeah. Which became like a very powerful defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Because any time there's any slander or any criticism of him, he will bring that out. Yeah. And why I think it's worrying is not because of Tan Kin Lian particularly. Mm. Because I was thinking, oh shit, are we is that is that almost like the sign of every mature democracy? Mm. Uh, you see in the US, you see it in other countries where you get very like um, 
extreme leaders being voted into power. Yeah. Is Singapore reaching that point? Yeah. Uh, and it almost feels like, oh, is this something we need to be careful of? Because even last night, I was watching the coverage on the news mm. uh, and they brought on the commentator, I think is the associate professor, Eugene Tan. Mm-hmm. And the way he was talking about things, it felt like, uh, yeah, of course, they were talking about how Tan Kin Lian, this is going to hurt his campaign mm. and stuff like that. But when they started talking about the symbols, right? Uh, I mean, Taman's symbol of the pineapple is... Is the I would say the anomaly la, you know mm. everyone had some message behind it yeah and Taman has the pineapple right mm. but generally the comments and I and I'm singling out just that interview because I don't know how mainstream media uh, uh, painted it but it felt like oh you know it's it's meant to be a very uh, like a uh, symbol that has no messages you know yeah. it's just something to to and it was very painted very positively yeah. mm. but I was thinking if let's say Tan Kilian symbol the was a pineapple right yeah wow it'll be non-stop like mockery la, almost. so you're saying the mainstream media is the is the culprit uh, no, no, not, not mainstream media <laughs> per, uh, particularly but just that one instance then I was mm-hmm. like oh shit uh, are we going down that path because it's literally what we saw with Trump right mm, yeah and then and then you read our comments like a lot of people like uh, for even like uh, when on our podcast Tan Kilian said his views on LGBTQ rights and all mm-hmm. which sounds like okay like it, it's totally not what I, I, I myself agree with yeah uh, and it sounds so conservative that I thought it would be political suicide, but a lot mm. of supporters are backing him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm actually also quite surprised by how much uh, momentum Tang Kin Lian seems to be having, right? Mm. Uh, and then it's, it's, I think, the, the important thing to know is that whatever you and your friends think, uh, mm. just always <laughs> remind yourself that you might be the minority. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, that's the thing. I also think like, oh, wow, you know, everyone I talk to around me, let's say they're uh, going to vote for Tarman or that. But then, our podcast is yeah. a minority of Singapore. Yes, people yes. listening, right? Yeah. But when you scroll through the comments or you want to read it and you read what people are saying and all that, it's you'll be quite surprised uh, sometimes at how people are thinking. And I think we saw that with Trump. We yeah. saw that with Brexit. Yeah. Same thing, right? Like people yeah. were always writing it off. It'll never happen. Yeah. It'll never happen. And caught off guard. Right? Caught off guard. And mm. I mean, why I think it's sad is because now, like what you said, you know, like the, the elections are no longer about the policies mm. or like what they want to yeah. do for Singapore. Is but like, not that the president needs to, it's really about policy making. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah, I, I take that back. Not policies, mm. but just, you know, like certain things that they have mentioned before, how they plan to unify Singapore. Yeah. You know, what is the message they want to send out? It's yeah. still there. Mm. When you look at the news, everything is like... Pretty girls. Uncock <laughs> like, songs, fiancé. That is like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So, so touching on that, that, that aspect of him, talking about it, election of morality, right? Uh-huh. Um, what are you feeling on the ground about what people think about Ng Kok Song and, and, and his chances and, and all? I mean, I've heard that like him and his relationship with that big uh, age gap mm. is like a immediate, like a, like just no for, for some people. Yeah. And yeah. I cannot understand why. Yeah. Uh, anecdotally for me also, like everyone, yeah. almost everyone I talk to is like, they are, they, they can't deal with that age gap, the relationship. Now. Like older generation, I, I can sort of like let that pass but mm. even people from our generation yeah yeah, and that's what I feel like oh shit like really is it that big a deal mm-hmm. and you can't tell people that oh it's not a big deal don't care if they feel it they feel it yeah and they right. feel it they don't feel it in a logical way they feel it in their bones and like, they can admit and they can even they're, they're yeah. aware of that right yeah. there's just something not right and say, no matter how smart or successful it's just the idea that you know he's you know he's uh, fiance or he's getting married to someone that much younger 
And then, and then after all these funny, funky calculations of like, you know, like, oh, imagine yourself, Terrence, you go and talk to some primary four girl and then after that you, <laughs> talk, your to, wife. you talk to her about investing now that you all get together. <laughs> How do you feel about that? You know, then you're like, oh God, yeah, it's them wrong when you think about it that way, right? But obviously, again, they met when they were, when she was 40, right? So it's yeah, not like she was, she wasn't like, she it, wasn't it's not paid or anything, like, yeah. yeah, but it's just, I don't know, man. Maybe our society really is that uh, conservative and we still can't get over some of these things. Uh. But I, I've, I've been in a situation where I've seen like, you know, a family members and all who, you know, uh, older and then they got widowed and then they married a uh, younger, much younger, mm. uh, much younger wife, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, it has caused rifts, I would say, mm. in the family as well when, that, when, when, when they do that for various reasons. Um, and... Uh, now, I guess you're seeing it at large, right? You, you're sort of, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this is like a referendum on how, whether Singapore can accept this kind of thing, yeah. lah, right? Then it makes you think that for all we talk about, we are all progressive society, you know? No! <laughs> <laughs> we are not. Because yeah. everything on paper and Kok Song has his track record, everything is like, is like you know, this is the A student, lah, right? For yeah. presidential election. But it's just that one thing that everyone's like, no, you cannot accept. <laughs> I mean, like that and the fact that is he really, really independent? The unfortunate mm. thing is that George Go, mm. who didn't make it, was probably the most independent, la. Um, right? And and that that it, it's just pitiful that 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 he didn't qualify. Uh, but the, the thing about Uncle, so now that's why it it feels like there is Tan Kin Lian who is like one extreme. I don't think his independence is even the biggest thing anymore, la, Right? <laughs> it is so many other things. But with Unkok Song and PAP, uh, like, oh shit, I said Unkok Song and PAP. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, Unkok Song, yeah. Song and Taman, it feels like they are at the other extreme. Mm, as mm. much as Unkok Song, okay, he wasn't a politician, he feels like cut from the same cloth. Mm, then it makes mm. you think like, okay, we wanted an elected presidency, which is still better than just an appointed one. Yeah. But then now, what what are we kind of like, it, then it becomes like a, like, like uh, how you say uh, yeah it's, it's no longer about what they stand for and all it's just about these, these side things like. yeah yeah but you say side things uh. so uh. Where, where are you on that that pretty girls debate uh? like it's how I mean okay obviously there's certain things that post about like you know like he took a bus and he said oh I, I thought it was in Mumbai obviously yeah. that's uh, can be misconstrued can be construed as really uh, insensitive at mm. least insensitive maybe even racist and all that right but but the pretty girls thing, where are you on that? Uh I mean I think it's it's uh how you say uh, not a good thing to just post online mm-hmm. and take pictures take of pictures. people without their consent. Yeah. Um I know there was some debate about oh, is he actually wrong? Because mm-hmm. I mean uh I think everyone can can or largely there are certain definitions and I say definitions and echoes of what's pretty, what's handsome yeah. and all. Yeah. So, the way I look at it is like, okay, he's free to say whatever he wants. Mm. I don't agree with what he's saying, but the biggest thing is, can I imagine him as uh, someone who, you know, is routinely meeting leaders of the world, mm. Uh, mm. representing Singapore? Uh, then that's how I would evaluate it. La. And that's what people thought about Trump at first, right? Yeah. It was like, yeah. there's no way that he could possibly stand stand up against like uh, Putin or whatever. But in the end, he did. Yeah. And then you see those photos of him actually as the president meeting all these world leaders and you're like, what the fuck? What reality are we living in? Uh, what what, what yeah. alternate version of reality are we in? Uh? And yeah. it happened. Uh, it right? happened. Twice. Yeah. Twice, yeah. Yeah. So to bring it back to that political comment, I think it's a ridiculous comment. And the way he responded also is like, 
come on lah, like this is not just like a a a a, a, a gathering with your old friends or anything. Mm. You're putting yourself in public lah, you know. Yeah. Um. And uh, what what about you? So the question is uh. The question I had like is if he doesn't use the word pretty girls like right because uh. again because he's a older gentleman when you say the word pretty girls it's just like yeah that creep the connotation creep, of looking yeah. at much younger girls <clears throat> yeah. if he just said attractive women for example you think it would have been better uh no <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it would be slightly less worse yeah. Uh, because pretty girls immediately there's that connotation that uh, this is uh, like old creep creep kind of thing. But the attractive attractive girl thing, yeah, it's still you're just basing it on like. Uh, so what's wrong with saying someone's attractive though? Why, why okay, can't so I no, just... no, no. I, I think I think it's the way he posted. Yeah. You know, like I'm sitting on a bus, sitting next to an attractive girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't show you. He he he. So it's the way he's posting. Yeah, yeah, so it's the way. You're saying that okay, everyone goes out, everyone. You go to a club or you take a bus or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone, maybe you feel that way. Oh, wow. Good yeah, looking people. Yeah, yeah. That was exactly. just how you say it. Yeah. Like. Anyone who says, oh, you shouldn't even say someone's attractive. Then I'm like, hey, just, that one I totally disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. are people who are attractive, mm-hmm. who are fucking attractive. And yeah, and yeah but but the way he posted. So yeah, it's the way he posted. What, what about you? Um, yeah, because, yeah, if I go to a gym and then there's a lot of swole people, good looking people there, mm-hmm. and you say it, um, yeah, but to a group of friends, I think it's okay, lah, right? Yeah. But when you, when you, yeah, when you're posting about it on Facebook and all, then it's a very different thing. Cause the then there's no context. It's just literally, Duncan Lian is your Facebook, and then this is just the one thing that you say. Then the post represents almost is that like becomes part of your resume history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like if I meet in person, I'm like anyway, talking, talking, talking. Then I just happen to bring. Oh, you know, I went to the gym. Oh, there's a lot of good-looking people there. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds much more innocent, lah, right? But if you just see my name is Terence Chia. A lot of good-looking people at the gym today. It sounds creepy, right? But even in that one-to-one interaction, Terence, can you imagine every day I come to the office and I'm here, hey, Terence, just want to take the train. Uh. Wow. Yeah. wow, some some hot, hot, hot women there. So it's like, how you say it. It's how you say it. <laughs> we say, oh, there are a lot of attractive people on the train. Yeah. Okay, 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 a lot of yeah, attractive, yeah. but every time I see you, uh, I'm like, hey, Terence, I took the bus. Uh, yeah. wow, there were some attractive women. Uh. Yeah. So I think it's also the way that you say pretty girls. Yeah, yeah. Pre- pretty girls, pretty girls, pretty. Pretty is such a... It's the kind of things that I say to... To my 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 son about you know like as in when he sees other kids in the kindergarten I mean in school and all that mm. and oh they go so pretty that kind of thing that's the kind of like like kids you say that kind of stuff to them but to say that to like other you know adult women but and then all, you're assigning meaning to the word right the word is a word right it's correct, pretty right yeah you know, correct right? it's pretty uh, yeah. if you tell if you tell like your your wife oh you look really pretty today mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. Yeah, but you won't be like, like, "Hey, Terence, shut the fuck up, like. <laughs> she, She's my, she's my wife, right? Nothing wrong, right? You know. Yeah. But it's like when you're talking about other people's daughters and 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 mothers. Or Even aunties. then, if you tell someone, I think your daughter's, uh, she looks really pretty. Mm. Of course, in the setting, like, You know, yeah. you don't just talking about business. Then suddenly, hey, bro, I tell you, <laughs> your, your, your daughter that pretty. No, so, yeah. so anyway, yeah. In the workplace, can you go around saying, "Hey, you know"? But they want attractive, also. I think cannot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so it's cannot. inappropriate for yeah. the workplace, and that's why maybe. Uh, Tang Kin Lian probably needs to I think someone yeah lah, needs to remind him that you gotta imagine like if you are at a workplace and all that right because mm. that's what if you want to be president your workplace is basically a public arena right yeah lah. but so but that's where that's where I also feel like like aware stepping in and calling mm-hmm. to review the criteria I also feel like hey, this is really not uh, like if you don't like what he's doing don't vote for him mm-hmm. you know but if you want to change the process yeah 
which already a lot of people are saying is too like subjective. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's too. There's so many things. I mean, why can't it be that anybody who wants to stand, you meet some basic criteria, you stand, and if people mm. don't want you, you you then they don't vote for you, lah. Yeah. So so that I think yeah, that's the the yellow butt in that whole thing, lah. Right. Where yeah. where I was saying that oh, how can this guy be de- declared eligible? You got to look at his social media posts. The yellow butt of that is that people are saying no. I mean. If he fulfills certain objective criteria, like you know, which the deliberative track and all that, then um, whatever is social media and all that, we should just leave it to people to decide for themselves. Yeah, like. yeah. And if you want to raise and uh, you know call, raise something about his social media post, uh, you know, like what Ho Ching is saying is, do it before mm. the election or nomination, uh, or even yeah, just leave it to the the posters, like You know, don't think that. Uh, don't think that anyone else can be authority to 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 guard you from his his social media posts, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the yellow butt of that is that essentially there is a subjective process in selecting the candidates or so on. I mean, they fulfill certain criteria, but they can still judge based on the character as well, mm. right? So but, it's but, really inbuilt in the process some uh, general character judgment. Actually, I think the process after like you know these few weeks mm. needs to be really relooked at. Okay. Uh, but I think it is not about looking at social media posts or something. Yeah. It's just making it such that we are not unnecessarily disqualifying people who might actually be good. But we already are, right? By raising like the threshold yeah. for private sector from 100 million to 500 million yeah, for shareholders' so, equity. So that's the kind of thing about a process that I myself don't like. Mm. But if mm. you want to say police the social media posts and all that, I'm like, yo, man, just yeah. cannot lah. Like, then where, it's overreach. Uh. It's overreach. And yeah. also, like, if you want to base it just on what you see uh, uh, visibly about them, mm. we just, like last week, what? There were people who on paper look like these fucking amazingly successful people, mm. but they're all just dirty money. Yeah. So you judge someone based on just this sort of superficial stuff, it... There's so much more to it. Like someone could look perfect, post the most amazing LinkedIn and Facebook mm. posts, but they could be an asshole deep down. Like. Yeah. And today, I like Ng Kok Song what, when they asked him about this, mm. about Tan Kin Lian's social media use. And then Ng Kok Song says, actually, everyone should just post what they think. They should be, let, you should let them be authentic yeah. and then let people judge based on social media because everyone has, has access to social media. Yeah. And uh, it shouldn't be policed by a small group of people Saying that, oh, you know, this person not good, not of sound character and all that. Mm. But at the end of the day, the voter, you should have the power to decide for yourself by looking at the social media yourself, like. Yeah, and and that's what Ho Ching also said, right? Mm. From the time mm. they announce their nomination, yeah, there's a lot of time to highlight it, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. can be taken into the process of whether or not it's taken into the process by the elections council, mm. But now that they've qualified him already, they can't revoke it, lah. Yeah. So I mean, so. <laughs> I mean, Ho Chi kind of painted it as like a oh, webbing whiny. La. Oh yeah, that one. You agree with that? <laughs> no lah, I don't think they're being whiny lah. Then, then. Again, they raise this. Mm-mm-mm. They are free to raise this kind of thing. But then if you disagree, you disagree. But to say they're whiny, mm. no, I don't know. How, how do you feel? Uh, I guess what she's taking issue with is issuing this big statement Decree, about uh, it. Uh, uh. Right? It's almost like uh, in, in I mean, uh, in in Tan, that's why Tankin, someone like Tankin, then will come out and say there's a concerted effort to mm, mm. discredit him because she's this, the wife of this the are, prime minister and more. Uh, yeah, and, but I'm saying what aware as an institution uh, releasing a statement about him per se, uh, you know, um, is aware going to scrub through Ng Kok Song all his social media statements and find something also like, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, and then aware has said that you know it's only because some a TikToker a TikToker compiled all the clips of his uh. Facebook post, like, right? But uh, yeah, like, that, that's where you know aware has sort of waded into this the presidential mm-hmm. election by issuing this general thing, and it's kind of it can end up galvanizing uh yeah. Tankinian supporters, like, right? Yeah, actually, that, that's that is true. a real conspiracy against. That's true. It, it is know? an institution. Is a is an organization that issue press release somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is true. Because you saw that with Trump, right? Mm, yeah. Whenever this one one outlet or something puts a statement to the hardcore supporters, they're like, oh, it's another person attacking institution. our... It's yeah, an institution. It's an institution. There's, a, there's a concerted effort by the powers that be yeah. to, take, to take down our candidate, you know? So, so that's why it's so scary because, like, okay, one thing that we have done in our own uh, lives as content creators is like, sometimes our decisions about, okay, whether or not to pursue this, pursue that project is in some way shaped by what we see in the West. Mm. You know, because they tend to be a bit like uh, further down the line in terms of content creation or social media. Mm. And we have seen it time and time again that what happens in the West in certain areas will likely happen in in, in the East and Southeast yeah. Asia. Like. Yeah. So with this presidential thing and the Trump thing, the way like institutions, uh, I hope they don't go down the path of doing the exact same thing that was done with Trump with Brexit and just just we see that happen in a small little thing in Singapore as well. Uh. Mm. And that's why I'm just, yo man, just like whenever you want to write a headline, like do a title to this, just bear that in mind. And I know people have also called us out for using a specific image of Tan Kin Lian on our thumbnail. Uh. Mm. But, yes, yes. Which I also felt like, but, like then it becomes subjective, right? Then, mm. then he can do no wrong and other people can do no right. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Which is also a bit worrying. Uh. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um but yeah, but yeah, you know, uh there's we haven't even talked about the 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 man in the room, Tharman. Yeah, Tharman. Uh what 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 are your general thoughts about everything so far around him? I mean clean. <laughs> clean, yeah. Clean which is which is good, you know. Yeah. Uh and I think like I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Tharman over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh for this election. And why are you a big fan? I mean, so that's also a good point. Yeah. So this thing about like his conduct um, mm. and how he presents himself yeah. and those certain, you know, speeches you see him give, you know. Yeah. But I would totally admit that I would, did not care much about politics when he was at the forefront, you know, mm. Minister of Finance, you know, DPM. And, well, and there was much less coverage also, right? In no, there was much less no coverage. live streams and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and this hit me when I, we, I don't know whether we were together or with someone and someone asked, what policies has Taman put in place? Yeah. And then I was like, is it the Mandela effect? Like everyone say, oh, Tama is so great, he's so good, he's so good. And then yeah. it's just built up over time. You're like, yeah, yeah, he's so amazing. Then you're like, but why? Why? <laughs> and I couldn't answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that, that was a big realization uh, for me. I don't know whether you felt the same because I think we were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, no, I mean, I, the only thing I can really remember of him is that, that trampoline analogy that he used when talking yeah. about social... They uh, went viral. Uh. Yeah, they went viral at, a, I think, in some global world you know, in economic forum yeah, where yeah. they asked him about social uh, safety, safety net. net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, oh no, we don't think of safety net. think of it as a trampoline. Yeah. Everyone's like, wow. Well, well, oh. <laughs> but then, yeah, I think about it, I'm like, okay, la, yeah, la, it's, it's an analogy. But other than that, I've, you know, I know little about uh, the actual work that he's done in, in government and, yeah. and all. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. I think everyone listening, or if you are a fan of Taman, or if you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not qualified. He's mm-hmm. very qualified. He has been validated in so many ways. But then personally, like, why? I'm like, huh. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But he could definitely, he's a great statesman. Yeah, right? he is. As a representative, he speaks very well. 
you know, seems to be quite spotless in terms of his personal track record, uh, personal scandals and things like that. Yeah. Uh, even seemed to be quite a sportsman in his youth, so yeah. it's not like he's not poet. Like a nerd. Yeah, you know, a poet. Poet, also quite artistic. So it's like, almost like the resume is almost perfect lah. But maybe it's just like, now it's like, because president represents the people, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why we have this desire to really, okay, drill down uh, and, and talk to him about his philosophy behind things. Lah. And also because he was a member of the PAP for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Right. And he is like, establishment to the T, right? Yeah. And he doesn't deny that. Yeah. Right. Um, But, I mean, objectively, yeah. Would he be a great person to represent Singapore? Yeah, I mean, he's so respected in the international community. Mm, mm, Locally, mm. he's so respected. The last GE, his GRC won by the biggest margin. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's the CV. is like, what? His, you know, you come out from A-level or, or yeah. like poly or uni application. You know what? This is solid. Or your resume. Mm. It's, it's a solid resume. But then, I mean, some people are saying, then, then we shouldn't vote him for president because that would be a waste of his talents. He mm. should be out there you know, heading up IMF or the World Bank or whatever and flying Singapore's yeah. flag that way. Lah, yeah. As opposed to being a custodial or ceremonial figure in Singapore. You know, I mean, people was, were saying that he could have been PM at one point. Mm. And, but now you're putting him in a, as a figurehead, lah, right? Mm. Of, of the of the country. And basically just an ambassadorial role, which yeah, lah, doesn't... I mean, is that the best use of his brains? Lah? Mm, what do you think I of that, that argument? Oh, but that, that one a bit tricky eh? because yeah, like, I mean, I I assume that he himself wanted to run for president. Mm. And like, I mean, there's so many people out there who are they doing the best thing they should be doing objectively? I don't know. Have oh, they found yeah. their calling? You know, I don't know. I don't know. So many people, like how many people actually are really making the best? Not to say we shouldn't aspire to that. Yeah. But I also feel like, yeah, like suddenly if he doesn't get elected, then he start a cryptocurrency firm or something. <laughs> and like, I would buy the coin <laughs> because it's Taman. Yeah, Taman coin. <laughs> because Taman, yeah. But I don't know. Do, do you agree? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, probably a lot of factors why he decided to run for presidency. Mm. His argument has been that based on what he's seeing happening around the world, uh, Singapore needs a representative that of his caliber mm. as the president right now. Like. Mm. That means someone who can maybe... Maybe even like, you know, negotiate uh, better relations and deals with countries and all. Because I think what he's saying is that Singapore is in a we're, we're sort of precarious position stuck between East and West and, mm. and needing to balance both sides. So that kind of, we kind of need someone who can talk to everyone, right? And uh, yeah, and one impressive thing at the speeches yesterday was that he he spoke all four languages like greeting people, mm. right? Um, I don't know if you saw it, but the reporters who were talking to Ng Kok Song and uh, Tang Kin Lian, tried to, tried to address them in Mandarin, in Chinese. Mm. And Ng Kok Song could only manage like uh, one very, yeah. a very uh, rehearsed line that sounded very, very stilted. And Tang Kin Lian, for some reason, refused to speak in, in Mandarin. Mm. He refused to like answer the questions in Mandarin. Mm. So, it, immediately that also made me like, whoa, like, uh, if our president, like, you know, can't even speak his own so-called mother tongue and all that. Mm. How can he be out there talking to different heads Maybe he that? didn't want to alienate the non-Chinese speakers. Uh, true. But at the same time, if a Chinese publication uh, comes and asks you a question, then you you can speak yeah, the language but you refuse to, it kind of tells me something also, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's why like, Taman, yeah, he's, he's a, uh, yeah, he, he's, he, he's a statesman, lah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, that's that's why it's interesting, like, because they are all so different. Mm, mm. Uh, 
it's yeah, they're they're all so different. So I mean, I I don't also believe some people say that oh, this elected presidency is a uh, is pointless. You know, might as well go back to appointed. I'm like no lah. Like yeah. then then we every time we want something different when we get this this that. We all wanted, yeah, yeah. Sure, the process you can disagree the criteria, but it is what we wanted an elected presidency. Yeah, yeah. So we just make sure that between now and the next time, uh, yeah, like it, it gets better lah. The process yeah. very early in the process now. Mm. Uh, so I don't want to go and ask you percentages and all that, but I want to ask you: Do you think anyone's going to lose the election deposit? No, no. Uh, that means no fifteen percent lah, right? Oh, twelve point five. Oh, twelve point five. Okay, twelve point five percent. So Tang Kinian, the last election, twenty eleven, he lost his election deposit yeah, yeah. of forty thousand. So that, that's yeah. In terms of a one question that has a binary answer, right yeah. now is no. Yeah. Who knows? Three days time yeah. might be yes. You? Uh, I don't think he will lose his election deposit. So as in you, no one lah, no one. No, yeah, I, I think all three will oh, get the, the at least at least twelve point five percent. Yeah. So and then, but how that splits down the line, we'll figure. We'll find out, but. Uh, I'm pretty. The, the mood is that I don't think Tan Kin Lian is 2011 is the same mm. as Tan Kin Lian 2023 la. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, wow, interesting, huh? Because because yeah, we are seeing a lot of comments on like, oh, this guy is for sure going to lose his yeah, election yeah. deposit or that. But, but I would say, yeah, never know. Yeah, do yeah, just get a feel, talk to more people outside yeah. and outside your circle, and which I mean, I'm trying to do la, yeah. Just look at what happened in other countries la, Right, mm-hmm. we say oh, we are very different from other countries, but I mean, in some way, we're very similar to other countries la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't like anyone who thinks oh he yeah confirm lose. No, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, don't <laughs> think so. But yeah, Woo! um. You know, this is, the president is about uh, unifying people and all that, right? Yeah. Uh, but recently, something something uh, at Suntec City has mm. been unified that has also caused a lot a big rift in the uh, in not a big rift lah, but a lot of debate lah, right? About yeah. whether this needs to be unified lah, and what yeah. is this thing in Suntec City? Um, it is a photo that was uh, shared online uh, at Suntec City mm. uh, for um, uh, an event that was organized there that showed a gender-neutral public toilet. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that in the photo also, there's a sign that shows the more conventional male-female uh, toilets and an arrow pointing there. But this was a gender-neutral toilet with a mm. with a subheader that said something along the lines of that this is free to use by anyone who doesn't identify with a particular gender. And then mm. below that was a handicap sign. Yeah. So, netizens were split yeah. and saying, um, oh, uh, is is Suntech so woke uh, and there was an online reaction la. so basically it said this restroom may be used by any person regardless of gender identity or expression mm, mm. so yeah so that, that that was what in was in the news la. yeah and and for the the context was yeah it was at Singapore at Convention and Exhibi- Exhibition Centre at Suntech mm. it was for a specific event uh, the event started on Wednesday and will run till Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was the event is Wikimania 2023 and yeah. it was the organizers who requested it. Mm. Not something, it was yep. organizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, when you saw it, was it, what, what crossed your mind? You're like, oh, damn. The invasion of the woke culture. The invasion. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, why are people upset about it? Because like, it seems like, oh, okay, like, there's a, a toilet for people who, you know, don't identify like, with both. Yeah. And so, I why mean, are people upset? Yeah. I mean, just for context, Wikimania mm. is an annual conference associated with the Wikimedia Foundation, an mm. American 
non-profit body best known for the online resource Wikipedia. Mm, yeah. So they're all affiliated. And the organization advocates an inclusive approach to some minority groups in society. Yeah. And yeah. So, so I mean, even besides the modifications of the toilet, other inclusive measures was making the room scent-free mm. for individuals with sensitivities um, or allergic reactions, mm. designated staff members and volunteers to help participants in a quiet room. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so so the gender, so so I think why people are pissed is because, yeah, it is exactly that. They feel mm. there's an invasion of a woke culture into Singapore, la, which mm, mm. hasn't really been the most woke over, year, over the years. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and to differentiate, I think uh, people are asking, isn't unlike uh, handicapped toilets now, for example, there are unisex, la, right? Mm. Isn't that the same, essentially the same thing? I think the difference here is that these gender-neutral toilets have uh, cubicles, mm. but they have a common sink. Yeah. Right. That is uh, used by, you know, uh, anyone who wants to use it, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, those unisex uh, handicapped toilets usually are one stall by itself with the sink and everything inside also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's also a difference between gender neutral toilets and mm. unisex toilets that, are, that have more than one cubicle. Mm-hmm. Because uh, what I understand, uh, gender neutral toilets yeah. is where the cubicles can be used by any gender. Mm. Unisex toilets, they share a common sink. Yeah. They share a common like room, but the cubicles are still designated. La. Wait, wait, so you're saying which one is unisex which one is gender neutral? Wait, ah. Uh, because what you were saying as unisex, I thought was what gender neutral meant. Okay, so... Gender-neutral toilets, so this is a definition that mm. is uh, on CNA. Yeah. Gender-neutral toilets have shared waiting and hand-washing facilities mm. along with a number of cubicles. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Then I take that back. Like, yeah. Flip so. that around. So unisex is where there's no shared washing facilities. Yeah, like, it's right? a single standalone facility mm-hmm. used by both genders. Yeah. Gender-neutral means the cubicles are closed, but the hand-washing and other... Things are shared, la, And anyone things. can use any cubicle. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, correct, right. correct. Yeah, I think I think that's what it means. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So, but I mean, okay, like for you, is that is that an issue? Um, no, no. As in, for me, or like, uh, what did you? Think? Not an issue. But the first thing I thought, I did not uh, understand that nuance between gender neutral and unisex, la. So to me, it's like, eh, then how come they need to call it gender neutral? Why not just like you know, term it like unisex, like how? how a lot of the handicapped uh, uh, toilets are, are right now, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, but my after reading further, then I understand, oh, okay, it's because there's the potential as you're coming out of the toilet to bump into someone of a uh, different gender, right? While washing your hands and all, which is not as common as, as, as you know, uh, it's not as common like, in Singapore, right? Uh, and it might be quite... Uh, quite a jarring experience for some people uh, to mm. step out and oh there's a man zipping up his pants or whatever walking out the toilet next to me so I, I, I as a guy you know to me it's not a big issue but I can imagine sometimes for for uh, maybe for a woman it might be a bigger issue mm. yeah, but how do you feel about it I mean I was like uh, at first I thought oh this is a Suntec toilet because mm, mm, mm. uh, if it's a Suntec toilet then I feel there's a bit more oh like uh, I I mean I'm not. I'm not averse to it at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think like if we need to evolve our toilet, sure. But if it was like, uh, like confirmed, like it's accepted, then I'm like, oh, 
what it when how how what what did I miss la? Like, Is it if it becomes mandated like all shopping centers yeah, need to have a gender because neutral. it still feels like as a society we're still yeah. grappling with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I first saw this title, I was like, oh, Suntec toilets, like mm. the they did say temporary designation of Suntec toilets, but I thought it was yeah. Suntec the building la. Mm. Um, which I think would mean a bigger discussion. Yeah. Um, but this one it's an event, and plus the good thing is they didn't say all toilets are gender neutral. Mm, There's still mm. male and female, yeah. male only, female only. Yeah. So like the example you gave, if you feel like, oh, you don't want to come out of your cubicle and see someone who is of the opposite gender or non-binary gender, yeah. then you have the choice to not go in. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay. Uh, of course, there were some people saying, oh, what about safety? You know, someone might just want to go in there because they're perverts and all that. <laughs> I mean, you, like, I, then, then, yeah. then I don't know. Like, then should there be someone standing outside who checks? Yeah. Right, but I think it's uh, I think it's mandated that the 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 cubicle mm. the cubicles need to be floor to ceiling uh, to uh-huh. cover all the gaps in between, mm. so to minimize any of uh, you know opportunity for harassment or, or any other sexual crimes like uh, to happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one 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 thing that someone did raise also that was helpful was that it's not just about. Uh, whether you identify as uh, you know binary or non-binary or anything, mm. but even the instances of parents of young children, say a dad with a young daughter who needs to he needs to bring her to the toilet and things like that, uh, the gender neutral designation does make it less awkward and and uh, mm. easier, mm. which I've experienced myself lah. You know, uh, no, not not myself because my son uh, goes with me, but my son sometimes has to go with uh, with, with uh, his mum, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, like you're bringing a boy into a girl's toilet and sometimes it's like, okay, how do I... After that, you kind of have a conversation. Oh, okay, that's a lady's toilet. It's not meant for you to use and all that, right? That's mm. why there's no urinals and things like that. Mm. So I can imagine, oh, a gender-neutral toilet where it's not... It's just, yeah, uh, easy to just pull in your your kid and you don't have to worry about genders. And then you feel less awkward. Lah. But then yeah. if your kid asks you, Papa, how come got boy and girl in the same toilet? Then you say, because this is a gender-neutral toilet. Then, then Papa, what is gender? <laughs> okay, then then yeah. <laughs> then we need to table that for the next uh, <laughs> yeah. big talk about the birds and the bees and all that. <laughs> That's but uh, usually, <laughs> they, they don't ask this kind of... I mean, at least at least not at that toddler age, right? Uh, I, I think maybe a bit older. But then, uh, yeah, there's still the, the male and female toilets they can go to, right? Yeah. I'm just saying in those situations, it can yeah. be very helpful for... Uh, young parents of uh, kids. Uh. Yeah. So that's why I think like, okay, I mean, in some way, it is a test, mm-hmm. uh, right? To see how people react. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see the results. But I wouldn't hold it against Suntech for like having this be there at the request of their event. Yeah. Um, yeah. Event organizer. Of course, if an event organizer asks for like 200 different toilets for 200 different genders, <laughs> yeah. then... A bit much, huh? Then, then it's like, yeah. okay, like... uh. Then how? Then how? But this is gender neutral, which mm. feels like, yeah, okay. Like at this point, it feels like okay, like it is a, it is a, it's it is inclusive, mm. And if you don't feel comfortable, you can still go to the male and female ones, right? Yeah, but don't then need what, to what? Shut down the gender neutral. What would you say to people who say, why can't there just be a handicapped toilet? No, there is, but the handicapped toilet can only fit one person one night, at yeah. a time. Because this is a conference we're talking about. Yeah, and this was a converted female toilet on the yeah, third floor. Yeah. So and. You know, this conference probably, I mean, a lot of Americans, I would assume, also will attend this conference. And, uh, you know... And bring with them their culture, is it? Yeah, they will bring some of their culture with them and all. Mm. And you kind of... I mean, they're paying they're paying client, right? So they kind of have to accommodate their request. La. I don't think... And there's nothing mandating that they cannot be gender neutral But toilets. I'm sure, like, no matter how much a client is paying, they can't mandate a lot of things. La. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, like right. what you said, you can't have two hundred genders. Yeah, toilets are, but for one to be designated gender neutral, I think reasonable, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, and even it, this is a hot topic uh, all over the world. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in this article they talk about in July last year in the UK, the Guardian newspaper reported that the government was requiring all new officers, schools, hospitals, and entertainment venues to have separate male and female toilets, mm. to guard against installation of gender neutral facilities. Oh, this is in where? In the UK. UK. Oh, UK. I see, I see. Yeah, so that's where it's like, whoa, uh, that feels like a huge-ass discussion mm, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. national level, yeah. right? I'm sure we'll get there at some point. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, in some ways, like, oh, it's, it's interesting to experiment and see how people react. Yeah, it's like, oh, should we allow businesses to hang pride flags around around the establishment, things like that? Like, yeah. Right? That kind yeah. of discussion. Yeah. yeah. Which so, has caused, which has caused people to get very angry also, surprisingly. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, well, how we need someone to unify everyone. That's what we are voting for this time, you know? So imagine like if we were confronted with this issue, who amongst the three would do the best job? Mm. I mean, again, like president is, I know, I, I think they, they can't comment freely on everything. Mm. But, but I mean, can, you look at Halima. Yeah, you to look calm at, nerves down. Yeah, you look at Halima, I think yeah. to her credit, there were certain times she kind of shared her thoughts, which did. Which did kind of like uh help um like okay at least you know that the president is making a stand or, mm. or saying something like and that they are, they could be quietly influencing like, right behind behind closed doors like, right? yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah but yeah difficult situation but interesting okay. interesting uh yeah and uh, just talking about happier things what is Whoa. your one shot comment and we've had a lot of comments in the last uh week like, right yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I mean, just there's there's so many, but I'll just be just highlight one like busy sure. feature nine o one two, which mm. was on the podcast we did for Tan with Tan Kin Lian on Reddit. Mm. Uh, and they basically wrote, "Thanks for doing this podcast. I really wanted to get to know him beyond his social media posts. You guys ask great questions, which reveal more about him than I've seen anywhere else. Yeah, his heart is in the right place, but he and then they totally lack self awareness and um." But uh, yeah, that that they still enjoyed the podcast and it was a really entertaining podcast. And also that they're gonna watch the YouTube version just to see my expressions. Yeah. Um. But I think less about the second half. The first half is what I'm quite proud of in the sense that people feel we were asking questions that mm. they didn't hear being asked elsewhere, which is which is what we strive to do. Yeah. And yeah. To jump on the bandwagon of patting ourselves on the back, right? Uh. Uh. uh, uh an ex. President of Singapore has risen from the grave to to leave a comment on our, our YouTube channel. Yusuf Ishak, nineteen sixty five. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yusuf Ishak, nineteen sixty five, says, "I'm not a fan of Mr. Tan Kin Lian and feel that he should not even be allowed to run for office." But kudos to Yalabak for getting Tan on the podcast and letting him share his thoughts and beliefs freely. I listened to this episode with an open mind and open heart. I'm still not impressed with Mr. Tan, but I definitely enjoyed this episode, especially the questions asked. Thank you, Harsh and Terence. You see, yeah, this is the kind of spirit that, that I really hope people take, right? Mm. That you might disagree with the person you, and you feel that it's he's, uh, you know, he shouldn't be president and all that. But you come in and you sort of give him, give him a chance, right? Mm. You know, and then try and engage him with real questions rather than asking him about, you know, uh, yeah, memes and, and things like that, right? Mm. Pretty girls and all. So, yeah, I'm glad that we we had a chance and and we got a chance to do that public service for everyone as well. Yeah, 
yeah. yeah. So I mean, still, still gunning to get uh, Thaman on mm, mm. at some point. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. If, he, if he has got respect for us, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got respect for all, but yeah, yeah but not so sure. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, wow. And and what is your one shook thing? Um, my one shook thing uh, is a video by MKBHD mm. Marcus Brownlee, mm. the huge YouTube uh, tech tuber. Guys does does reviews of tech products on YouTube, but he recently did a video about how three D printing changed this dog's life. Mm. And it's essentially um, about a, a 3D printing company that uh, I think it's, if let me just get the name correct. It uses iPhones to scan, fit, and 3D print prosthetics of pets of all shapes and sizes. It's called 3D Pets. Whoa. So like, you no know, dogs with like three legs and all, they can actually use your phone and scan uh, the dog's like uh, oh, body shit. frame. And then after that, they can help to print prosthetics for the dog. Like. So his video was really just about the journey of one dog and how they helped it, um, you know, get used to and print this uh, new 3D prospect, uh, prosthetic to enhance its life. Uh. And I, I, I really like this video because, um, I mean, obviously he's a huge YouTuber and, and people, he, he has multiple videos about every iPhone release or every Android release and all. Uh, but, you know, a video like this just showing uh, how he uses, how people use technology to just do little things to make the world around him better. Mm. And the fact that he's doing a video to highlight it, like, right? It might mm. not, not be the most viewed video he has, but at least he's doing using it to do something, uh, showcase something interesting and something good. Like. Mm. It isn't just about how many cameras the iPhone Pro Max 15 has and all that. Like. And it's, yeah, tech for good. Like. Yeah, tech, tech for, for good. good. And, and we really see that on these kind of tech tuber channels. There's always a review of the latest laptop or game or anything like that you know mm. so yeah oh, interesting it just came out is it uh yeah 12 hours and ago. He, has, he has a dog also right I don't know man he has a lot of things like he's I got Tesla things, he's yeah. got Ferrari he's got a lot of things yeah. he got a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the features just this thing about a dog things, yeah. great now yeah cool uh, mine is a YouTube channel that I've seen this guy appear on TikTok and all before but I finally mm. followed his YouTube channel he's called James Smith okay he's a British kind of like personal trainer slash fitness trainer kind of thing mm, mm. and i and i love it because he he's he, he's more like he takes a very no nonsense approach to fitness la. uh and and health and just the one video that i saw pop up recently was where he was talking about how prime which is the drink by logan paul and ksi is really just falsely marketing a lot of his benefits la. and it's actually not the best for you. And he goes down to the science of it. Mm. I don't think he's as scientific as someone like Andrew Huberman. Mm. Uh, but he's quite funny. He's fit as hell. And I just like his approach to talking about fitness. La. Like, mm. he's not so dogmatic like, oh, you know, don't eat this, eat all this. It's just, yeah, okay, these things are good for you. Yeah. Uh, don't, like, if you want to, you put on weight on Christmas, don't, don't it's not a big thing. Mm. If you don't put on weight on Christmas, that's a sin. Mm. Uh, right, you know, through Christmas. So, so just the way he talks and he's quite funny also. La. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah Prime, cool. Prime uh, is, is getting bigger. Like it's, it's huge, It's in man. Singapore now and everything. Also. Oh, it's in Singapore already? Yeah, you can buy it in Singapore. Fuck, already. man. But you watch his video, he explains just like the potassium and sodium count, why it's actually not good for you and why uh, it's it just marketed very well. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. so he's cool. Oh. Sweet, right. man. Cool. So All right. there'll probably be more about the presidential election coming yeah, up in the next yeah. one, two weeks. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, everybody.